You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello and welcome to episode 213 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, it's Sean. This is The Soul Forge. This is the four year anniversary episode. It's episode 213, and you're all in for quite a shocking treat, if I may say so myself. Is that true? I certainly hope so. I haven't prepared in advance. I've had a few things in mind to talk about. So we'll just have to see how this goes because I haven't written down any notes and I'm kind of just going to wing it. Historical context. It is July 28th as I'm recording this. It's Wednesday evening. This comes out in the morning on the 29th. It's a Thursday. Every episode comes out on a Thursday. If this was the true four-year anniversary special, this episode would come out on a Friday, but I'm not altering the schedule, so it's still going to be the anniversary episode regardless, even if it doesn't fall on the exact right date. And that's okay. We can adapt. We're adaptable. We will survive. Okay, so what are we talking about this week? All kinds of different things. Last week, I had mentioned that this was the upcoming anniversary episode, and I asked and begged and implored all of you out there in podcast land to send me a message to mark the occasion. Uh, I didn't get any, except uh, I did get a nice email from uh, a recently new listener named Nathan, and he's actually here in town in Timmins, Ontario. I've known him since, let's say, 2006. We both worked at Home Depot together, and he suggested for the anniversary episode, I talk about anniversaries, which isn't a bad idea, and we will definitely uh, touch on that somewhere throughout the course of this episode. Uh, I'm very distracted right now because I'm in the basement and the dogs are upstairs, and maybe you can hear it, maybe the microphone is picking it up, but they've been in a crazy raucous mood lately, and they're racing each other back and forth and doing all kinds of funky things. So uh, I'm just going to try to ignore that and have my flow of thoughts go out really well, and if not, well, there you go. It wouldn't be a Soul Forge episode if it uh, wasn't half-assed, right? So there you go. And you can probably hear Daisy barking right now. Whatever. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's awesome. Everything's great. Okay. So let's talk about things that we're going to talk about. Should we talk about anniversaries first? Maybe. Let's just get that out of the way. I've always had a a good uh, memory for dates and things like that. Uh, I think I get that from my mother. Uh, She was all about remembering dates and anniversaries and occasions and all kinds of stuff. may have talked about this on a previous episode or not. I can't remember. It's hard to remember everything after more than 200 episodes. But what she used to do is whenever a date rolled around, I'm just going to make one up because I can't remember, but she'd say, oh, Shawnee, it's, uh, it's 
June 17th. I'm like, yeah, mom. And, and, and she'd say, well, see this scar? I got this when I fell off my bike, June 17th, 1972. And that is probably not the date and the year, but she would always do that every year for all kinds of different things. I got this scar then, I had my first kiss here on this date. Oh, it's uh, this date for this and blah, blah, blah. So because of that, I've always had a good mind for memories. Like, uh, for example, Uh, Most of the relationships I've been in, I was the one who always remembered the start date. Sometimes I even remember the end dates. (laughs) Uh, Birthdays, I'm always good with birthdays, anniversaries, uh, just certain things like that. I find as I'm getting older, uh, I'm not remembering as many, either because, well, early onset Alzheimer's is kicking in? Probably not. Let's not even joke about that. But uh, it could just be because I'm getting older. Other things are taking precedence. It doesn't matter as much what happened on uh, February 4th, 1996. Who cares, right? So I guess uh, as I get older, that stuff just sheds and uh, falls away. But I always remember birthdays. I, I very rarely will write down an appointment date and time because it just sticks in my head. And maybe that helps uh, or it gets um, improved or reinforced because I work at the post office and I work with numbers a lot, addresses, all kinds of things like that. So that just sticks in my mind. Uh, for example, a few weeks ago, and did I mention this on an episode? I don't know, probably not. Uh, I was standing in line at Walmart waiting for a prescription, and the lady in front of me said uh, what her address was when the cashier asked, and I said, did you say 1131 or whatever the number was? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm your mailman. And she's like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm like, great. Uh, And then I told her that I appreciated that she had recently changed her mailbox to a more uh, better or more efficient one, a nicer one, an easier one to use. Uh, So that was fun. Uh, But that freaks people out sometimes. I've done it before when I hear people's names. Because sometimes certain names just stick in my head. Not everybody's does. But uh, every once in a while what I'll do is uh, when I'm driving around town and in my area of mail that I deliver to when I'm not working. Uh, I think last month, Julie and I were just traveling through that area. And as I was passing each house, I said, oh, the Beavertons live here. The Levikes live here. Uh, So-and-so lives here. You know, just because I remember the names because I've been on that route for a year and a half. And uh, she just shakes her head and looks at me but it's it's fine it's uh it, it freaks people out sometimes especially uh if you hardly know them and you and they'll say uh, what their name is and i'll say oh don't you live at so and so and they're like uh yeah how do you know that well i'm a mailman i know everything so that's just uh one of the things that uh, i'm good with names numbers uh, anniversary dates all that kind of fun stuff so there you go that's that's basically what i remember and speaking of my mother well she was a collector my dad was a collector is a collector and i've got the collecting gene brother robin has the collecting gene his dad was not a collector because there's three of us there's me and curtis uh, who have the same mom and dad and then there's brother robin who has the same mom but a different dad Uh, i don't think he was a collector but he had a bunch of crap so I don't know, maybe. Uh, so, But anyway, Robin and I have the collector gene. Curtis does not. He somehow missed it 
lucky guy. Uh, so I've been collecting for over 30 years, and finally I've decided over the last few years to finally get rid of all this stuff, or at least uh, 80 to 90 percent of it. But you wouldn't know that, would you, since I, I just uh, acquired 2,000 VHS tapes for my store that I'll one day open. But anyway, that's beside the point, right? So I'm, I'm trying to get rid of stuff. I, I did open my Etsy shop a month ago. It's just over a month old. I think it was June 26th. I'm going to say that's what it was that I opened the store. I, see, I should remember that date, but I didn't care what the actual date was, so I don't know what the anniversary was. So whatever. But I've had it just over a month. I've made 13 sales, uh, which is not a whole heck of a lot. I can't quit my job and make a living at it uh, because that's just a couple hundred bucks. But uh, it, it's starting to help me get rid of some things and have a little bit of a side hustle because everybody's all about the side hustle. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos and that's mainly what it's about. People going to yard sales or flea markets or antique shops or Goodwill or whatever, buying stuff for cheap and then selling it for expensive. And they're always telling you on the on the YouTube videos, oh, I, so I bought this for this much and I sold it for this much. So they're not afraid to tell you what they're buying and selling and what they're making. I, I thought about doing that, but I'm, I'm not going to. I, I don't have the, uh, I'm not going to say mental capacity, but there, there's too much going on in life. I, I can't do a, a YouTube channel all about my buying and selling as well. I've, I've got too much to handle as it is. Speaking of things to handle, why don't we uh, play a promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network. DragonCon 2021 is scheduled for Labor Day weekend, and whether it's an in-person event or once again goes virtual, the DragonCon Report podcast crew will cover the con right up to the big event. So sit back with your bucket of brown, dragon's mead, apple pie, or whatever your beverage of choice, and tune in to the latest news, notes, interviews, discussions, and even a dragon tale or two on the Dragon Con Report, a proud member of the ESO Network. Check us out at dragonconreport.com. And I believe that was the Dragon Con Report. As many of you will know, it's almost the two-year anniversary of when I went down to Georgia and stayed with Mike and Judy and went to DragonCon. And that was freaking spectacular. And I got to see Hulk Hogan and Bruce Campbell, uh, Michael Rooker. Uh, I know Stan Lee and Patrick Stewart were both there. However, the lineups were so long, I didn't get to actually see them. Uh, but that's okay. That's fine. Uh, it's too bad because Stan Lee died and Patrick Stewart just had his 81st birthday. So... Is that a regret? Maybe. Uh, at the time, oh, you know what? No. that I'm, I'm totally mixing that up. That wasn't Dragon Con. That was Fan Expo in Toronto in 2014 that I saw all those people. Wow. I don't, I don't know where my memory was just now. Uh, so yeah, in 2014, I saw uh, Michael Rooker and Bruce Campbell and Hulk Hogan, and I could have seen uh, Stan Lee and Patrick Stewart. But I, I did meet, uh, what's his name, uh, Admiral Adama from Battlestar Galactica and Stephen Amell from The Arrow Show. I met all those guys at uh, Fan Expo in 2014. Uh, in 2019, who was at DragonCon? Uh, you know what? I don't even remember. That was such a whirlwind of a trip, and it was so hot that I don't remember any of the uh, special celebrities or guests or any of that stuff, which is crazy. But... Uh, I do know that I, I did get to meet and 
interact with my favorite author, Robert J. Sawyer. That was there. We took a picture. I got to see some of the Star Trek characters and some of the people from The Boys. So yeah, Edwin George Takai was there from uh, Star Trek The Original Series and Garrett Wong from Star Trek Voyager. So yeah, I did get to see a bunch of people. That's right. I didn't interact with any of them except for Robert J. Sawyer. So that was cool. Before we go on, let's play the vaccine promo from Dr. Geek. Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Hello everyone, Dr. Geek here with a shout out to all the scientists who worked tirelessly to bring a COVID-19 vaccine into reality. And let's face it, creating something of this magnitude is a miracle worthy of Dr. McCoy himself. And now, Dr. Geek needs you to do your part. Remember, each shot is one small step back to normal, one giant leap to putting the pandemic behind us. We can do this. For more information, visit vaccines.gov to find your nearest provider. There you go. That's another promo, and I believe we only had to play that till the end of July, so I hope you enjoyed it because you probably won't be hearing it anymore. All right, let's move on. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Um, I was thinking about talking about trauma and all kinds of stuff like that i think that might deserve its own special episode but i just want to touch on it uh briefly here because before i started recording i was reading an article called plants feel pain and might even see so it's a, it's a long article uh let's see if i can find it where it was it was on nautilus or not till.us whatever anyway i just found it online and uh it's a long article and it basically says that we need to reclassify the hierarchy of living things and it turns out according to all the research that some of these people have done it says here it upends our view of the living world putting plants at the top of the hierarchy with humans down at the bottom it says trees and plants in general uh were the main topic of the conversation that these two people had the guy who wrote the article and a guy who wrote a book about the roots of the world and it says here our classifications of biology are not grounded in science they're strongly influenced by theology and dominated by two ideas the supremacy of the human race and, and the world as a place humans must bend to their will we can see how well that has all worked out for us with uh, the oceans on fire last month and uh, the droughts in the western United States and uh, the heavy rains in other parts of the world. Yeah, we're, we're doing really good with this whole global warming thing. So I was thinking about that, uh, especially because, well, of this article and how it's saying that uh, plants and uh, trees and stuff can feel pain and they might even be able to see because of the way the... Uh, what do they call it? Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. If I just uh, scan through the article here, it says they might be conscious. It says that uh, we talked about how plants feel pain. Trees can differentiate between dark and light. Uh, sleep behavior has been researched in birches and oaks and beech trees can measure day length. And all of this requires light receptors that transmit signals to the trees and spur the whole organism into action. It says here, uh, plants which register precise shapes and colors and change their behavior accordingly. And uh, that's the word I'm looking for. There was research being done on the cuticle 
or outer layer of leaves. And it says, on most plants, this layer is completely transparent, which makes no sense if all the leaves are doing is collecting light to manufacture sugar. In that case, these outer cells should be equipped with green chloroplasts, the organs used for photosynthesis. After all, this is where most most of the sunlight falls and logically less light is harvested in layers further from the surface and yet the cuticle is transparent which seems wasteful not only that in several plants the cuticle is constructed in the shape of a lens which means that it focuses light making the cuticle functionally similar to the lens in our eye it doesn't seem logical to focus light if photosynthesis is the only goal because the cuticle could simply let the sun's rays through and focusing light doesn't increase how much light falls on a leaf. So is it possible that plants feel pain and they sleep and they can see and do all of the things? It certainly makes a lot of sense. And that means we have to reevaluate how we treat the natural world uh, because animals are conscious and they feel pain. Apparently plants, are similar in nature to that uh, so it's it's a lot to think about and it means that we're just a part of nature we are not the top dogs i guess we've made ourselves that way but we weren't supposed to be that way so there's all kinds of implications for this kind of stuff and it's really fascinating and i'm just barely scratching the surface and touching on this and apparently there's only one or two people that are really really researching this and i guess darwin uh back in the 18 whatevers was uh onto this idea as well and then uh it the, the whole concept of uh plants being conscious and alive and uh, aware of things fell off the radar of scientists for about 100 years and it's barely there now so it's a lot to think about so back to trauma the the oceans are on fire uh speaking of fire uh, last weekend there there are fires here in northern ontario i think there's close to 200 and most of them are not under control and on sunday it was particularly bad uh, i think the closest fire to us is about 70 kilometers away which is approximately 30 to 35 miles and there was so much smoke in the in the air that just looking across the street you could see the smoky haze through the trees in the neighbors yards so it was that bad it was overcast but it was sunny but it was overcast because of all the smoke and it changes the the moon and the sun to a different shade of golden yellow it's it's really really freaky and the world's on fire we're, we're not doing well and i was joking the other day on facebook uh, are you prepared to defend your country from the water wars of the 2030s and i don't know if that's a joke if that's a prediction if it's too far off because i don't know with all that drought I, I would not be surprised if the americans turned to canada because we've got most of the world's fresh water and just invaded it or took it or did whatever i i don't know i don't know if that's going to happen i'm sure it would happen under trump but who knows who knows what's going to happen it's a scary time to be living it's just everything's bad the the pandemic's been going on for the last year and a half it's winding down but then of course the delta variant came along and they're saying this fall there might be a fourth wave <sighs> i don't know it's it's exhausting to think about and it's scary and um i don't know uh i'm not happy about it because uh we, we've taken the world and turned it in and turned it into a garbage dump and i don't think there's anything we can do about it without uh, some strong political will and uh, all kinds of cooperation between all the countries and and stuff and uh, humanity is not known for its cooperation but it's it's done it before so maybe it's possible uh, i'm trying not to focus on it 
And that brings me back to thinking about trauma. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were saying, well, Sean, everything you've gone through in your life, you should be a catatonic wreck eating your hair in the corner and not moving other than rocking back and forth. And then, of course, I said, well, I'm practically bald. I don't have any hair to eat. And we laughed and laughed. But it's true. Uh, I've been through a lot of stuff just I know I've talked about it before, but just uh, I'm not going to get into it other than to say, yes, uh, my, my parents uh, divorced when I was four or five years old. Curtis was the golden child. My dad treated him like gold and I was always like a second class citizen. And uh, we moved around a lot. So I went to six or seven different public schools. It was hard to make friends. I don't know, just stuff like that. Uh, and then in the last 10 years, um, my engagement to Trish fell apart because I was stupid and wrecked that. Uh, and then uh, my mom died and then my marriage fell apart and my grandparents passed away and uh, oh, just so many different things. And I've had to move a lot and I've chosen poorly in relationships. And, and it's, it's, it's probably there's more stuff that I've forgotten, like the abuse that I suffered from Robin's dad, my stepfather, which I know I've touched on in previous episodes and I don't want to get into right now. But uh, guess what? Uh, I, I, I'm not catatonic in a corner eating my hair. Uh, what I do is I'm a survivor, I guess. I just push through. Uh, I close my eyes and I just keep going. I, I just smash through whatever situation I'm in, like the Kool-Aid man through a wall, because there's no choice. You got to keep moving forward. Uh, you could let it bring you down. And, and sometimes it, it it does. If I dwell on it or think about it too much, it, it, it makes me sad or a little bit depressed or blah, blah, whatever, you know, and it's not great, but it is what it is. It's life. And you just got to keep moving. You can, you can let it bring you down and you can wallow in the self-pity, but that's actually exhausting. And the more you focus on the negative, the more negative you get. So I choose to focus on the positive. I keep going. I keep making plans. Sure, the world might be burning around me, but that's fine. It's okay. Everything's great. We'll just keep going and see what happens. Uh, speaking of what happens, like I said last week on that episode, next week there probably will not be an episode uh, because... We're heading out of town for three or four days just to get out and see the world a little bit and do some traveling because we've been cooped up for too long. So we won't be back till late Wednesday. And so I won't have time to record Thursday's episode. And it's fine. I'll take a little bit of a break. Uh, what else? Mm, let me think. Let me think. Well, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to play one more promo. And you've already heard the old promo a couple weeks back for the cosmic pizza podcast but we've put out new promos and i just want to play the cosmic pizza podcast here you go do you know how fast you were going uh sorry officer uh, one episode every two weeks two weeks did you also know you're carrying a dangerously heavy load yes sir we do we've got interviews fight nights film discussions desert island dvds and lots more i think we've got to take you down to the station you do not have to write anything but it may harm the cosmic pizza podcast if you do not mention when questioned something you later wanted in the promo or feedbacks anything you do say may be used in said feedback cosmic pizza podcast is not about the cosmos or about pizza Okay, and those are my guys, Paul and Dan. Paul and Dan and Sean, we do the Cosmic Pizza Podcast, and you should be listening to it because it's a lot of fun. We put a lot of work into that. And 
I don't know if I've mentioned this or not. Maybe I have, and I don't know if I'm allowed to even talk about it because we haven't announced it officially yet, but the three of us are doing a television show rewatch podcast that should come out in September. It's my favorite TV show of all time. I'm not going to mention it here. You probably know what it is, though. But regardless, uh, stay tuned for all those announcements. Uh, make sure you're checking out the Cosmic Pizza podcast because it's a lot of fun. What else do I want to talk about? We talked about anniversaries. We talked about trauma. We talked about the plants being alive and seeing things. We talked about the dogs going across the floor like crazy people. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm still in the middle of renovations. I still need to buy baseboards so I can get this uh, show under the gun. No, that's not right. The dogs are very distracting. I'm sure you can hear that. It's, it's awful. So anyway, yeah, I got to finish the renovations. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of things to move around here. It's uh, it's a nightmare, really, and I wish somebody would just do it. I wish I could just snap my fingers. Uh, what else is happening? This Friday, I get the keys for my building. Last Thursday, I met the lady who is uh, running the shop in the commercial section of the building and she seems really nice and she wants to stay there past her lease which ends next march um i'll probably let her because rent money is more important than opening up my shop but yeah we'll see what happens uh, I st i'm uh, like i said a month into the etsy store and i've really been focusing on customer service uh what i've recently done is purchase a bunch of stickers from wish Dot com and what i do is i put three random geeky stickers in the box with each order and this week let me just pull it up here what uh, what i've got here is some more stickers that i can now put on the outside of the box and they're just little round stickers about the size of a quarter and it says thank you for your order some of them say happy mail other things say good stuff inside uh, so it's just my way of enhancing the customer experience because sure i could just take their money and ship their product in a box and be done with it but no i write a personalized note in each one i put stickers inside that they can use for something else and now i'm putting stickers on the outside just to make it that much more special is it special I don't know. Uh, I've made 13 sales. I've gotten two positive reviews because not everybody reviews whatever, but I've gotten two reviews and they're both positive. They're both positive. So yay. Rustedrobottoys.etsy.com. Check it out. Share the link. Tell your friends. Sean has a bunch of geek stuff for sale. Oh, and also I wanted to thank those of you who have recently donated to the coffee account to support the podcast. You know who you are and it is very much appreciated. For those who have forgotten or don't know, there's a link on the website for the podcast, which is soulforgepodcast.com. And I'm just going to actually pull it up here real quick just to go over it. It is our anniversary show, so I'm going to tell you all the things that are on there. Okay, so as of this recording, uh, I have 212 episodes. I've got 20,803 downloads. Uh, on the right-hand side of the page, it says support me on Ko-fi. And if you click that link, you can send me a donation. It, uh, the minimum one that the, the Ko-fi the or coffee account people have set up is three bucks. So you can just do that and it will go towards hosting fees and all kinds of stuff like that uh, it's ko-fi.com slash rusted soul or just click on the link on the website uh, 
what else have we got we've got the twitter link the facebook link the instagram link the itunes preview link the youtube channel the spotify link we've also got the rusted robot podcast which i need to get rid of and put the etsy store in there and uh, an option to follow soulforge on twitter so there's all kinds of links if you haven't joined the facebook page you can just by clicking that link you can follow the podcast on twitter you can follow me on instagram do all the things uh because i would like a heck of a lot more community interaction with all of my listeners that would be awesome and uh we'll go from there so i guess that's basically all i have got to talk about uh i think what i'll do in the future is maybe do a surviving trauma episode if that's what you're into um i would i would like any kind of suggestions for topics that any of you might want to hear uh, i've spoken to nathan about doing an episode with him about uh being a collector i know i've talked about it myself but this way i'll get a perspective for you out there in podcast land of another collector and their experiences and we'll go from there anything else you'd like to discuss tweet me uh facebook me instagram me email me soulforgepodcast at gmail.com and other than that uh that's that's pretty much all i know we'll be back again in two weeks excuse me two weeks with another exciting episode uh hope you enjoyed this one it's pretty rambly but it's an episode for the anniversary show and i just wanted to touch on a bunch of different things so until next time take care and remember Mostly, it is the loss which teaches us about the worth of things. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links, and don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.